From Phoenix to Fredonia, Tucson to Tuba City, the Arizona Department of Transportation is connecting Arizona. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Now you're connected to On the Road with ADOT. Welcome to another episode of On the Road with ADOT. My name is Bill Lamoureux, and joining me today from the Donor Network of Arizona is Julia Young. Julia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. Well, excellent. Thank you for joining us today, and let's get right into it. Let's have a fun conversation about who and what the Donor Network is. All right. Well, the Donor Network of Arizona is Arizona's only federally funded organ procurement organization. So we are um, the only OPO operating here in Arizona. Um, there are several in California. There are several across the nation, but, but we are the ones in Arizona, and we handle the registry. So and, and so when you say you're the only ones here, what is your core function? What is it you guys are trying to achieve? We manage the registry of organ donors, um, organ tissue and eye donors. Um, so when people register to be a donor, um, they are added to uh, the, the registry that we manage and uh, we help uh, transplant organizations um, make the match and save lives. And and that's just an absolute uh, awesome mission. How did you come into to working with the donor network? Oh gosh, I think I just always wanted to work for a nonprofit, and I had an opportunity in um, just before COVID, around August 2019. I had an opportunity to join the um, to join the organization. Excellent. Well, yeah. so getting back into the mission, uh, you're talking uh, trying to get folks registered up as donors. Yes. What does that entail? Well, anybody can become a donor just about any time or, or become a, a registered donor. They can go to our website. They can go to registerme.org. The way most people become a registered organ donor is when they visit their MVD. So when they're getting their license, uh, renewing their license, getting an ID, these are really the mechanisms that allow a person, um, most people, to get um, to become a registered donor. And so as a registered donor, there's two different ways they can they can obviously offer up their donations you can be a living donor as well not just the the tragic side um yeah yeah we we don't have a lot of um we don't do a lot with living donation um that's just not what our registry consists of at this time there are there are some pretty interesting plans around that though because because there is uh, a successful story of uh, an MVD employee that I'm aware of that actually did donate her kidney, I believe, to a, a, a co-worker. Um, yes, uh, Bonnie. Bonnie, we featured that story pretty prominently and shared it with all the, um, the MVD employees. Um, yeah, Bonnie's story is pretty pretty special. Um, she was, it was prior to her becoming, um, it was prior to her coming to the MVD as an employee. Um, I don't, I don't know where she was working, but where she, um, she was getting married actually. And, uh, and her father-in-law, her soon to be father-in-law, uh, needed uh, and a kidney. Um, and the whole family got together and, and, tested to see if they would be a match. Um, none of them were. And and very luckily, a friend of the family uh, stepped forward and, and was the match. Um, I think she was a school nurse. Um, 
And that really stuck with Bonnie. And so um, not too long after, uh, she discovered that uh, her co-worker, um, again, prior to her coming to the MVD, um, she discovered that her co-worker was in renal failure. And she went home and told her husband that um, she needed to pay forward that that gift, that kindness, um, and, and see if she could save this woman's life. And luckily, she was a match. And, and it was just such a beautiful story um, that they shared with us. We took some pictures. We put them in our calendar. Um, it was one of my favorite stories from last year, for sure. And that is a very compelling story, and we appreciate all of those. And, and so that brings us back to the importance of registering as a donor. Can you right. talk more on that one? Well, um, the importance of, of registering as a donor is... It, <laughs> Um, it allows for a different kind of conversation to occur. Um, if somebody is passing in, in the hospital um, and they have reached brain death and, and there's no return from brain death, um, and if that person is a registered donor already, um, then the conversation it just goes so differently. They, they discover that their loved one wanted to save lives. That if anything happened to them, they they wanted to give pass along their own gifts of life to somebody else, um, and so it becomes an opportunity for that family to carry out their loved one's wishes, and that legacy uh, just lives on not only for that family but for but for so many others, um, including the families of the people who who receive those gifts of life. Um, that donor is is just never ever forgotten because um, they they have literally passed on um, life to others. And so your that family's grief can really turn into a celebration for several other families potentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a transformative process, and it, it you know it nothing takes away the, the the pain of losing your loved one, but knowing that you have um, that you and your loved one have uh, ultimately saved so many other families from experiencing years and years of grief and loss um, can be a super healing, uh, a, a very healing thing. So let's get back to the donor side. Obviously, okay. you're saying most of your donors actually come through or come from the MVD. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so we have a little over 4 million people on who have registered as donors here in Arizona. Um, 98% of them became a registered donor when they went through an MVD. So just those sheer numbers tell you that we would not be able to save the number of lives that we do without this partnership without a dot mvd we wouldn't be able to save the number of lives that we do and what does that registration process allow you guys to do with the four million or so registered donors how does that then work from there well i i think um one of the surprising things is is that uh People think that for more than four million donors should be plenty of donors to save all the lives of the people who are, you know, currently on the transplant waiting list. There are, um, let's see, there are fifteen hundred people on the waiting list right now here in Arizona. That's a number that that is constantly, you know, going up and down, but it's usually around fourteen to fifteen hundred. Um, 83% of those individuals are waiting for a kidney. 
Um, but of those four, more than four million donors, less than one percent of them will ever have an opportunity to to donate their gifts because they simply won't die in a manner that, that allows for um, organ recovery. So um, those four million beautiful, registered, wonderful Arizonans who have, who have you know, uh, checked the box and said yes to donation. Um, we just want them and their families to, to know that we are still working very hard to grow that registry. Um, it's important that everybody um, take a moment to realize, you know, the power of, of life that they, that they carry with them, um, even after death. And, and that they check that box and say yes to donation because um, so few of us will ever pass in a way that allows us to pass those gifts on. And I know uh, you guys work very closely with all of our different MDD branches around the state. And I know April was a big month. Can you let's talk about April and what April typically means to everybody? Yeah, we have um, we have wonderful uh, events and celebrations and observances that we do throughout the year. Um, April is National Donate Life Month, and. Uh, um, this year it was it was a lot of fun. We had the MVDs uh, decorate as they normally do for Blue and Green Spirit Week, um, and we had a, a couple of really great achievements. Um, the The call centers uh, they they were our shining stars this this past month. Um, they uh, I, we sort of just asked everybody, you know, rather than you know trying to compete against one another for the most registrations. <laughs> we just said, you know, look at what you did last year. Let's let's see if we can, you know, really touch souls, touch um, hearts, and, and get more people to say yes to, to donation. And um, the call centers um, brought their their donor designation rate up by double digits. Um, I think the Phoenix Call Center doubled their donor designation rate, which I, I've never seen, you know, in, in the short time that I've been there. So maybe that's not much, but I know I can tell you it's a lot. It, it doesn't happen. Well, and that's, that's amazing to know because again, you guys really need the, the more donors possible registered, more likely there are success stories that can occur. And that starts the process, correct? It does. It does. It, it all starts with having a registered donor. That's not to say that conversations don't happen with families that um, where uh, the individual is, is not registered. Um, certainly the family has an opportunity to say that, yes, our, um, we think that our loved one would have wanted to save lives. And so they have an opportunity to do that. Um, if their loved one um, has already opted to be a donor, then it's simply carrying out their, their loved one's wishes. Okay. And, and so is there, is there something that, that, that uh, we didn't talk about, whether it was our conversation a couple of weeks ago or here today, is there something that, that you, you need the listeners to absolutely know about, about the donor network? Um, really? I, I, I think the most important thing I sort of touched on it earlier is just that donation is really rare. It's a, it's an incredibly special thing that happens. Um, I, I would hope that uh, people know the amount of reverence given to a donor and their family. It is such an amazing and generous gift. Um, and so at the hospitals, uh, oftentimes when a donor is being wheeled through the hospital, um, 
to the place, you know, the room where recovery is actually going to happen. It is not unusual for uh, security staff, nurses, doctors, all kinds of hospital staff um, to line the hallways in a really solemn way while that donor is being um, transported to the recovery room because everybody realizes what a selfless and generous gift um, is about to occur and that other lives um, are going to be touched immeasurably. Um, other parents are, are, are going to either see their own children uh, grow up or, or they're going to, to get to um, stay with their children long enough to see them graduate college and become parents themselves. I mean, this is a gift of life. It's a gift of time. Um, you know, we've got about... Uh, there are 106,000 people right now on the national waiting list. And as I said earlier, there are about 1,500 here in Arizona. Um, I guess when I went through new employee orientation, there were a couple of facts that stayed with me, and I like to share them when I have an, an opportunity. And that is that uh, t- uh, roughly 20 people will pass away every day because their gift didn't arrive in time. Um, there is a, a shortage of, of organs to go around. And so the more people that we can get registered, um, we can start to bring that number down. Fewer people will die every day because that gift did not arrive in time. Um, the other thing to remember is that about every 10 minutes, somebody, you, me, our parents, somebody we love, somebody is being added to that transplant waiting list every 10 minutes. Wow, that that those are some startling statistics. Uh, I want to bring us back to to the Bonnie conversation, and I know you know her her story was a very successful story. Are there similar situations where the families get to know uh, either the families of the of the donor, or, or or do they get to to meet each other and and really connect a bond that way? Yeah, we have a department called the Donor Family Services, and one of the things that they uh, they do is um, facilitate uh, correspondence between uh, the donor family and the recipient. So it, it's sort of an opt-in. Um, both parties have to um, designate that they are are interested and and willing to have a conversation uh, with that that other party um but it is an incredibly um powerful thing to to witness um to see these families come together um it's not unusual to see like a a tethoscope um come out so that um, somebody can hear their child's heart beating in in another person's body another child's body another adult's body um that is uh you you it, it can really impossible. be a part of that healing process, that grieving kind of turn more towards a healing and celebrating. Yeah, I mean, it, those are happy tears. I mean, they're sad tears, they're bittersweet, but it is, it's a really powerful moment. And, and yeah, we, we see people's grief, uh, they're, they're so weakened by their grief, but this is the kind of thing that just, um, that builds them up and makes them... Um, makes them stronger individuals and and then they they want to spread that word they they often become volunteers with us because they want other people to understand um the power that we all have to to save lives 
And that power and that opportunity really can start through, thanks to the donor network and our partnership with uh, the donor network and MVD, correct? Oh, yeah. Like I said, we, there is, we could not save the number of lives. We could not help heal hearts of those grieving without this partnership. Um, I, and I have, I have just the best job of all, I think, because I get to work with all of the MVDs throughout the state, as well as the third-party offices. And um, the number of lives that, that all of these offices save are, save are just immeasurable. You know, one donor can save um, up to eight lives just with their organs alone. Um, they can save up to another 75 people, help heal and save up to another 75 people with their tissue, their skin, their bone. All of these things can be donated. They can, um, they can help uh, um, people who play sports. They can help uh, women who have had breast cancer and have had mastectomies and need breast uh, reconstruction surgery. Um, a single donor can help five women um, with their breast reconstruction surgery. And we're also doing a lot more um, with tissue donation. Now we're doing birth tissue donation. That started in 2019. There are about a hundred different allografts that can be created from the placenta. And the placenta is something that prior to birth birth tissue donation was just discarded as medical waste. And its ability to heal people, especially burn victims, is just incredible. Um, When we started in 2019, um, I think we had maybe 49 moms donate their, their placentas, their birth tissue. Um, this happens at C-section. So because, you know, babies like to come whenever they want. So if there's a, a C-section scheduled, then we can have the appropriate staff on hand to, you know, recover the placenta and, and make sure that everything that needs to happen with its preservation, um, all, those th- all those things can occur. A little harder to do with babies who are just, you know, coming out whenever they want. So so right now it's... it's um, the process is uh, is really only for women. It can it can really only occur for women who have a scheduled C section. Um, but uh, last year we um, the number of women who are saying yes to that um, it's growing every year. We're just blowing um, our initial expectations out of the water. It's just amazing these these generous moms, and and they're really proud that you know they know that okay, I just brought a life into this world, but that life is also saving other lives. Already impacting society. That is fantastic On stuff. day one. Yeah. Excellent. Well, excellent messages today and, and obviously a fantastic mission. Thank you so much for being here today. And more importantly, uh, uh, thanks for talking to us today. Please tell everyone how they can learn more about the Donor Network. Just go to uh, donatelifeaz.org. There's a place to register. It literally takes 38 seconds. It's so fast to do it. And and the impact that you leave having done that is, is, is forever lasting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here today, Juliet. We appreciate your time and good luck uh, keeping up with that mission. Thank you so much, everyone. That's going to do it for this episode. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for spending some time on the road with ADOT. 
To learn more about ADOT, visit our website at azdot.gov, where you can also connect with our links to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Flickr, and YouTube. That's at azdot.gov. Goodbye for now, and thanks for being on the road with ADOT.